Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and j Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me over by the television as we continue our NCAA Football 14 Dynasty campaign is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, great to be here. And uh, we're going to get started right away. I'm going to be up first this evening. Uh, I do the offensive part of... Uh, this dynasty playthrough uh, we're doing, Justin and I are year three with Florida Atlantic Owls, and we had been on a long winning streak dating back to year two, uh, but came up a little bit short last Sunday night in game eight overall in our 2015 season, a year three of the dynasty campaign, and Justin and I are back in action on the ro- road with our Florida Atlantic Owls at UTEP, who actually is 8-0 and and ranked fifth in the country. So I'm going to turn it over to Justin back here to get our conversation started. We're going to talk about March Madness and, of course, as we always do, Justin, NFL offseason. There we go. So, again, I'll let you – I'll defer to you and you can pick where we start. Okay, why don't we start with March Madness? That right? sounds good. Um, haven't seen the rating numbers come out, but I feel like last night's game uh, between Duke and North Carolina had to be huge, I would think. May, maybe the most watched college basketball game of all time. Like I'm I'm just thinking like just I feel like I feel like the conditions were right, you know, for for a mark like that. If not, um, and I say that without knowing what the most watched college basketball game was. You know what I mean? Like Right there, and sometimes those numbers, just based on maybe the way they calculate them, all kinds of issues. Maybe there uh, can be an old game that is really up high there in terms of ratings. But I know we tuned in, um, and we were watching the whole thing, and it, w- it was just kind of crazy. Um, you know, it was a great game. Yeah, it was eighty-one seventy-seven North Carolina yeah. one. Yeah, um, you know, I was kind of pulling for Duke. I was definitely pulling for um, Duke. 
but at the same time, for multiple reasons, yeah, this yeah, time. yeah, I'm sure. Um, but like, it was just unbelievable to just kind of see, man, some of the shots that UNC made down the stretch, like that three pointer that pretty much iced it. What a shot! What a clutch shot! Um, now, it, what an exciting game, back and forth, high paced. You know, we saw a number of games in this tournament that were like. 48 45 yeah there were a few uh um few interesting right so cold shooting for sure so um unc did not shoot well in the first half shot much better in the second half and that that was the difference so not to jump ahead because i know we'll probably want to touch on what happened with villanova but how about the injury to the unc player how badly do you think that'll impact them against kansas i bet um so I think it'll impact him. I think he's going to play, um, but I don't think. <sighs> so yeah, it, it's interesting. I heard so before the Duke North Carolina game last night, somebody was saying they thought that um, they thought Duke had the best player, UNC had the best starting five, and that Kansas had the best like eight man rotation, right? Like so like. Eight deep in terms of deep in terms of the players who play, they felt Kansas was the best. Yeah, they felt Carolina was the best through their starters, and they felt like Duke was the best, as in like had the best overall player. Okay. Um. I, I want Kansas to win for multiple reasons. <laughs> um, but ah, cut it out. I I think Kansas is set up to do very well. Um, I'm hopeful that they do very well. Um. They handled their business against Nova, man. Oof. Yeah, they Nova, I, Nova was a little shorthanded. But right. Nova Nova was shorthanded like from the start. They only played six guys, really. Like really play six guys. And one of them tore his Achilles in the, the Elite Eight last weekend. So that was pretty much the end of that. Um and honestly, Nova hung with it, which was amazing. Like they played really hard. Really well. I feel like at their best, I feel like North or I feel like Kansas is one of the best teams in the country. What you see from Kansas is inconsistency, um, and that can be a little tough. But they they've been on a roll. It'll be interesting to see if they can be on a roll. Man, they shot really well. They I think they started seven of ten from three pointer, um, in in again in the game against Nova. Like that's right. That that's really hard to defend. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so ah, well, that didn't work. Let's see. I yeah, I all right. I'm, you're I'm up. Pulling, I'm pulling for Kansas. Yeah, I'm pulling for Kansas because one, I've never been a North Carolina fan, so they were never going to get my vote. Two, if North Carolina wins again, they're an eight seed, so yeah, it would, it's very uncommon for an eight seed to be this t- good. It would tie the lowest seed ever, right? With Nova. Was Nova the only eight seed? No, and UConn, right? Didn't UConn win it as an eight seed uh, like have. eleven years ago? Like literally, like right today, possibly. Possibly because <laughs> against Butler, right? Because wasn't it Butler UConn? I don't remember. Was, but didn't Butler make it two years in a row or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I like, thought they lost they to Duke in one of them. Duke and UConn or something like back Could be. back years. Well, UConn and I don't. The women's game is going on right now. UConn men and women have never lost in the championship game. 
I think wow. they're like fourteen and zero or fifteen and zero or something like that in the championship in the in the actual championship game. Well, if they've made it to the championship, men and women, they've won. You know my uh, yeah, hatred towards Austin, all things. Austin UConn, loves so. UConn. Austin, but he, he loves UConn because they're Huskies. <laughs> I, I I don't care. <laughs> I I, oh, I I'm aware you don't care. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm clearly not for uh, UConn in any phase of the game, but. So not getting that Diana Taurasi uh, jersey out anytime soon, huh? Kansas needs to win because if North Carolina, again, an eight seed, and I know, like, they, they're they just playing well at the end of the year. I think that kind of was proven before the, the tournament started when they beat Duke in, in at Duke, you know, last game at Cameron for Coach K, and UNC took care of business, and they have carried that momentum by and large all the way through to the title game, which is, was unthinkable, you know, six weeks ago. Right. right. So, a kudos to them, but I'm not a North Carolina fan. I don't want to see them win, and I don't want to see my sister win the bracket, our again. tournament challenge again. I just, and just like what, like you pick an eight seed to win. Who does that? No, because she wasn't even watching. She just oh, nice fill. She picked North Carolina. You know, right? Like she, yeah, and then I like, oh, I like them. It's frustrating though that that she could win again. <laughs> um, the nice thing is, is if if Kansas win, you win. Yes. So, although I feel like in years past we said you weren't eligible, like well, we're not I, eligible, like we would still that, give it to the person that comes in next. So, oh my gosh. I don't know actually what happens. Well, no, because if North Carolina, well, no. So if Kansas wins, then if Kansas um, wins and I'm not in it, it might be Andy Hoffert because he has Kansas winning it too. Oh, he and does. You get, a, you get so many points for the for picking the champion. So yeah, I'm trying to pull it up here. Let me see. Um, uh, Sometimes the the app is so kind of like glitchy. Let's see. Not a great start. Yeah. So. Uh, your wife is winning right now, but yes. she, of course, can't get any more points. So I, I know I sent you a text last night. She was not amused by my constantly kind of turning around and being like, relax, it's just a game. Like, <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. Like, I, was, I wanted Duke to win, but I was not all that emotionally invested into it. You know, like I was like, okay. Right. Like, in part because I knew a number of people had picked Duke to win. And as did I. I had Kansas beating Duke as my championship game. So I think you get 320 points. Right. To, if you pick the winner correctly. Okay. So here, I'll try and pull it up too. So yeah, I'm, I'm um, look, trying to look as I play here, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to go poorly real quickly. So yeah. let's so, run away from the two star players on defense. That's so 320 points, you said? Oh, come on. Yeah, I believe it's okay. 320. And I am behind by 90. Um, so that would more than cover that. Yeah, my my max possible points yeah, would be 320 cuz my max possible is 1170. Um Yes. So if Kansas wins, I would be in first. But you're saying Andy Hopper is going to jump Hoffert would be in second at okay. 1070. Um Yeah. All so, right. So if Kansas wins, you're technically the winner, but I uh, would go to the next person, which would be uh, Andy. So, yeah, 
Thank so. you. You held on. Um, anyone else have anyone else of Kansas? Um, I don't think so. Let me double check. Right uh, I think and I don't think I don't think anyone does. I no, no one else does. So I actually um, rebounded very well. I ended up. I'm good. I'm. I'm in tenth, and I don't think anyone can jump higher than me. And at the beginning, I was down in the fifties. Right, right. So I but definitely the got. The key is like if you have those finals teams, then you can do that. So, out of how many how many brackets are entered in in ours? Fifty some you said. Fifty nine. Right, fifty nine. Right. So I currently sit in second in ours. Right. Yeah. I currently sit in with it. Uh, at 97.2 percentile in all out of all 17 plus million brackets uh in uh in ESPN's you know uh world there okay in my family one where there are like eight or nine brackets i am currently in fifth <laughs> with the same same pick the same bracket is in fifth now i'm the only one with kansas there and i will win if kansas wins there you go the other the See, it, all, it me, all comes out in the end. All had Duke winning it, right? Okay. So, um, so I didn't realize this because I was thought I was doing so poorly. I had Kansas. I have Kansas in the final. Hey, well, I just, but I had them losing to Gonzaga. So. Right. Right. So, yeah. Oh I mean, man, I feel like it's been it's been a really interesting tournament. Like I've been corner blitz, been entertaining. Um. <coughs> here you go. This is a stat that. So, like, now I. It's kind of weird for me to be rooting that this changes because of how I normally would root for Nova. But do you know that Villanova and Kansas have the same number of national titles? I know that's crazy. That is insane to me. I would have pegged Kansas as having like seven, eight in that range. They have three. How many times have they been in the game? Ooh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look it up. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Well, that is... Uh, I got a, two offensive drives to their, in there around their 30, but... I got a text telling me that bragging doesn't suit me. Bragging doesn't suit you? Yeah, yeah. Who's that from? My mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, but I, mean, I am sure if she was in first place... The, it would be more than one text at this point telling us to talk more about the brackets. <laughs> well, you're, she was doing well. Oh, oh, are we running low on batteries? Do I need to make a pit stop? I don't know. What's happening? No, I think maybe my thumb slid off. Maybe oh, when okay. I was trying to catch him. Uh, your mom did really well in the bracket. I think didn't she? I thought she. I thought she had done well. I don't know. Well, here, let me just. I'll just run through where were the standings. So the standings entering the final game in the Joe Mays and JRF show ESPN tournament challenge has your wife Jamie on top, you next, but with Kansas still alive. Then uh, Jason, who celebrated his birthday last week, happy fortieth. He had Villanova though. Then my sister, Jason's wife. Is in four. That's funny. It's it is the funny. two of you and the two of them. That is funny. Um, then Andy, who you mentioned, he has Kansas, so he has the potential to end up winning this, coming in behind you. But he would be our he would be our winner then. Um, then Logan, Corinne and Jason's yes. son. Then Natalie. <laughs> um, then Isaac. Um, 
Then LCD, Brandon Doms, he was a, a winner. I, I believe he was leading after the first weekend of games or the first, like the, the kickoff of the 64. I believe he was the, uh, the winner after the Thursday, Friday games, the first week. Uh, then it's me. Like I said, I, I rebounded nicely. So that, that's our top 10. Uh, I'm trying to look here at a few others that people would be interested in. Um, Kelly is in 21st. Your second one's in 22nd. There, your mom's in 24th. Um, John Rogers is in 24th as well. Uh, my uncle Rich, uh, 28th. Your your wife's second one's in 28th. Tied with Matt Ginter. Oh, there we go. Um, trying. My mom's in 34th. My dad's up. Uh, as two tied for 34th he had arizona and gonzaga winning um and then i believe down at the bottom somewhere around here yes haley is in 51st she went with chattanooga okay as i've told some people after i asked her a few games in the round of 64 the matchup she decided that she would pick based on which team name was funniest to her (laughs) so chattanooga was the one that got it and we heard Chattanooga a lot after I asked her to pick. Um, so, and and Austin is in forty eighth. He went with Yukon. There's the Yukon connection, like yeah. you were talking about. Uh, so him and Uncle Rich went with Yukon in the men's tournament, uh, thinking that they would come through like they have in the years past. But it, it, it's been fun. Um, I feel like it's. I don't want to say it went exactly how people expected because North Carolina as an eight in there isn't what people would expect. Um, but otherwise, it was what right. two ones and a two. But, but I feel like what you hear, they always talk about. Hey, yeah, that last week you gave me a hard time. I know, there. right? Um, where they talk about, you know, and again, this is talking heads saying it, but what do you want out of a tournament? I want some upsets early. Well, check. And then I want blue bloods in the finals. And then that's almost. Ex- and what yeah. did you get? Upsets early. Blue, blood, blue Bloods in the finals. And like, here, one of the Blue Bloods is an eight seed, so you have a bigger storyline. Right. Oh, and you had the Coach K stuff. Right. So, like, you couldn't ask for more, and I'm sure the ratings will be out of the, you know, through the roof. You would think. Yeah, you would, you would think. But, um, yeah. And, man, what oh, – I, I know it's different because it was on TBS and Turner stuff last night, but the really – Strong ratings for the that stream of programming, uh, you know, going into the Masters ne- next week, and then you know, right? Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of things for them to capitalize right now. So that game's right. tomorrow night, right? Kansas against yep, tomorrow night. Football um, won't be till nine something. See, that's dumb. Yes. that is so stupid. Yes, yes. Tip off should be at seven thirty. Right. Like eight o'clock at the latest. Right. You can't. You're telling me that's a good idea. What, dude? Can we block the linebacker that's just sweeping through? <laughs> We're like this is. We've become like the Penn State offensive line. Which, which for those who that's, you know why, that's, not, that's good not good for those of you that may not know. <laughs> Did you see the stat that they were talking about this week? How Penn State? I think it was technically a running back stat, but I mean it gets associated with the. Uh, the offensive line too, that they were the worst team in division one football for yardage after contact. Yeah. Oh, you know where I saw it was Audrey's right up in the athletic. Well, I saw the tweet about it. I think referring to it, which was linked to the article. I think Uh, get 
where she like I think like one of the coaches was saying it in practice to them like every rep like um, trying to give yeah, they did it for me there trying to give like you know that extra motivation which hey sometimes sometimes I mean, we'll take what we hurts. can get but uh frustrating very frustrating both Penn State and the this game is frustrating but yeah, so March Madness has been fun. Always appreciate uh, getting to play the tournament challenge and fill up brackets. It's a lot of fun. Um, ended up doing okay myself. I uh, was looking bad at the beginning, but rebounded um, riding the Kansas wave there. But wanted at this point wanted Villanova Duke, and I got the exact opposite. So, um, but that's okay. NFL. Um, I know things happened this week, but now I'm trying to recall what they were what were the big things that happened in the nfl this week well recently the dolphins traded Devonte parker to the patriots yeah which what is that about like that <laughs> i understand miami had given out a lot of money recently and and they wanted to get closer to cap compliance or have some wiggle room for other moves or future moves and they ended up getting i think a third round pick but not till next year they got a fifth rounder fifth or sixth rounder this year and a third rounder next year and Devontae Parker, I don't think, ever established himself as the guy that I had hoped he would be when they picked him in, like, 2014. I paused it because they says they're going to punt. I okay. don't know that they are. It's fourth and inches at the right. 37. But should you say I should watch for the fake? Yeah, I would maybe go, like, punt like a turn s- safe or something. Okay. Um, I just... I'm confused by the trade within the division when it's a team that you're literally competing with. I mean, it was one thing if one either team was seen as bad and rebuilding, but both teams are expected to challenge for a playoff spot this year. Yeah. So I feel like if you were going to trade him to New England, you needed and to get more than what in, you got. In theory, the same playoff spot this year. Like, right, yeah. Because I feel like – I'm not saying you can write it in Sharpie, but, like, the Bills should win the division. Yeah. Like – and that would essentially mean, you know, conventional wisdom would tell you that the Patriots or the Dolphins would be fighting for a spot. I mean, they, they could both get it, but, you know, you would imagine that they could be fighting for the same spot. And Right. <laughs> yeah, it just it's surprised not like, me. It's not like there's bad history for the Dolphins in letting guys – Go like no, receivers going hey, to New England. He's and back becoming... with the Dolphins right now, so <laughs> I don't. I need, only need your negativity right now about Wes Welker. Oh gosh, he is their Dolphins wide receivers coach at the moment. So. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I I've definitely come around on Mike McDaniel just because of what the I'm, pr- players have been saying. I agree. Uh, he was not my first choice. He wasn't honestly in my top five. Right. But I said this last week. I would much rather be proven wrong than proven right, right hey, about that. Hey, I, I've been there, and um, with Doug Peterson, man, like I wasn't sold on Doug Peterson. I wasn't like full anti Doug Peterson, but like I wasn't sold on him when they made that hire. And honestly, Eagles tried for a couple other guys, you know, and and were kind of left out in the cold on that one. And he got them where they needed to go, man. You know, like, now it went south, but that was complicated and not just his fault. But you know how that goes. Coach is the one taking the blame, especially in Philly. Right. Um, but, like, it worked. You know, it worked. Like, you need a guy who can maximize the weapons in Tua and 
Who's the defensive coordinator? Um, you know? It's the same guy. Okay. Um, That's what I thought. Shoot, what's his name? Josh so, Boyer, I right. think. Right. So, like, I, you know. I, I think some of the trepidation there from Dolphins fans is they believe Flores had a bigger impact than Boyer did. And they thought when Boyer had more of a hand in it, the team, the defense wasn't as good as when Flores right. was in control. But that's fair. But at the same time, I would say, well, maybe, maybe we can end up in a spot where the defense may not be as lights out as when Flores was in charge. But if they're solid, and you can get more production out of the offense and more consistency out of the offense, then you're overall at a better spot. Does that right. make sense? And yeah. And we said they've got weapons. So like I know they lost Devontae Parker, but they got Tyreek Hill. You know? Right. No, I mean um, I it's just they, they seem to have like a right a, right. a lot of well, options when you have Hill, Waddle, and Parker. And Hill and right. Waddle are the stretch of the field yes. speed guys. You needed yes. Parker who is more the possession guy. Yes. Now I know they also brought in um And they have Gasecki. And they brought in was it, is it Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys? Yeah I think so, yes. So, like, they had other guys, too. Now, they already released Alan Hearns. Um, but, I don't know, it just surprised me because it was New England, you know? No, and absolutely. They talk about, there's been so much of that oh, talk. get outside. But, feel, like, I don't know. So, I, it, I, I just, as long as it doesn't come back to bite us. Like, that, right. like, that, right. that like, will be a like tough one Like, as long as he's not, like, putting up Pro Bowl numbers. Or like he yeah, scores the touchdown he, he, in the oh, game gosh. that knocks us out of the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. That, like that's just that. There he is again. How hard is it to pick him up? Hard apparently. Apparently it's really hard. He's blocking. Like oh Con- great! He's blocking. Like now Con- our Heisman running back is injured too. He's blocking like uh, Connor Williams. <laughs> I mean, better not. <laughs> So we just got through the unit at school where I explain kind of in detail what Tua's injury really was. Oh, his, gosh, that's awful. About how his femur burst out the back of his pelvis. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And the looks on the on their faces when I explained <laughs> that. It's Jaws like, on the floor, yeah, huh? Yeah, they're like, what? All right. Oh, my gosh, that almost got blocked. <laughs> Shh. No, no, it didn't. So you want to hear something depressing is, though, when I, when I tell them about how that injury, at, like, was what ended essentially uh, Bo Jackson's career, and I talk about why. Um, most of them, like maybe a couple all day, actually know who Bo Jackson is. They wait. They don't know who he is. Most of them do not know who Bo Jackson is. They're, I have some, but m- like most of them don't know. Tecmo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, the last now. great two A player, like two sport, like two sport, two sport pro, I should say. Okay, was Dion after him or before him? Wait, well, yeah, but I would, I don't know that I would ever say Dion got to the same level in baseball as Bo Jackson well, was. Th- that that's fair. That's fair. Because De- Dion was a, I feel like Dion was almost more of a novelty. Do you in, want me to use a timeout here? Third and seven. Or wait and see. Did, did they? No, they didn't. I um, I, I might want to wait and see. They wait and see what happens here. Because like, yeah. then you get, you're going to give them ammo if they pick up the first. They're going to give them more time. Um, all right. Running back's only out for the game. Not not for weeks or the season. So we're good there. Oh, they're playing it safe. All right. Now take a timeout. All right. Yeah. So 
I don't know the full list of multi-sport professionals right, out right, there, yeah. but uh, obviously Michael time, Jordan those, tried those it. Two. But Bo Jackson and, and, and Deion Sanders were the big ones. But I feel like Bo Jackson was at a relatively high level in both sports. Yeah. Um, comparatively speaking. Yes. Uh, whereas Dion made it in, in pro well, baseball, but right. never was like a big, big thing. It was a big thing because it was a big name in football. Right. And he had big moments, but like Bo Jackson was and again, it didn't end up that way, but he was hall of fame caliber in both. Right. You know, like man, and, then he, and that injury, how insane would that be to be in, both Hall of Fames. Oh, come on. You had it. Come on. But, yeah. So, that was some of the big NFL news. Um, there, I feel like there's another trader signing or something. That oh, ha- uh, Bobby Wagner went to the Rams. And, it is and frustrating, again, Kirk. It is. So, like, I understand. Like, I felt like two weeks ago, everybody was like, oh, tough time for the people who were like, Cap doesn't exist after the Chiefs let, right. traded away Tyreek Hill. And who, what was the other wide receiver that went, that moved that week? Oh, he dropped it. Um, there Are were a couple, there were a couple, like, wide receivers that had to be let go. And I'm like, yeah. And then the next week, the Rams signed Bobby Wagner. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, right. yeah, no, it's not. Like, because the Chiefs don't have to let Tyreek Hill go because of cap space. They let him go because he wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver. Like, not just. Oh, man. All right, Captain to the 34. All right, here we go. So you just have 40 seconds until we go to overtime, unless you can pick him off or something. Yeah, one of those pick sixes would be awesome right now. Yeah, I, I feel like there was more news this week in the NFL. I feel like there was something else besides Devontae Parker and Bobby Wagner. I feel like something else happened. I was like, oh, we'll have to talk about that on the show, but now I don't remember. Oh, Bruce Arians. Bruce oh, Arians yeah. retires and moves into the role in the front office of the Buccaneers, and Todd Bowles steps up and is the head coach of the Buccaneers. And yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff going on about that. Like, did Tom Brady have a hand in that? What's the relationship between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians? I, I like I know like we are full on board like by and large at least up until the last two years or so the anti Tom Brady train in terms of like him not as a player we all know that he's the greatest like we've had this discussion that's old news but like we never were like fans of Tom Brady not football player Tom Brady right just like him like he just kind of like he just rubbed us the wrong way and I'm sure his massive amount of success has something to do with it you know. But just his attitude and demeanor, but whatever. Like over the last two years, I feel like we've like warmed to the idea of of how Tom Brady has carried himself, and it probably helps that he's not in New England. Right. Um, But there's people that want to make this Arians retirement and move on have something to do with Brady. Right. And the thing is, the thing I have, like, I get that some people are like, "Oh, they're they didn't get along as much," and I I think there might be something to that, but. I also feel like people are picking and choosing what they want to emphasize to make that point that like Brady wanted Arians out. Like I feel like that is they're they're picking and choosing the evidence they ha- they want for that. Right. So for example, like people are overlooking the fact that now this is going way back, but Arians stepped down from 
a number of jobs, you know, in- including the job. And I'm telling you, have you ever seen the football life? I've seen a thing? few of them, but not the Bruce Arians one. Oh, my Arians gosh. One. It's, it's good. So Bruce Pennsylvania Arians, guy. He's from York. He was at Temple. And it talks about how, like, he he almost, like, had a breakdown. Like, he almost had, like, a, like serious health issues because when he was at Temple, he, he couldn't delegate. Like, he had to do everything. And so, because of that, like, he he ran himself down into the ground. Right. Well, he became um, – he, he was a big guy in Pittsburgh, then went to Indianapolis, and he was thrust into the spotlight when Pagano um, was stepping away for, I believe, cancer yes, treatments. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then – And then he went to Arizona, had right. success there, but then stepped away for, I think, personal health-related – Right, right, because he's had – yeah, he's older. Not old, but he's older. And, like, it's just one of those things where, like, okay. But, and again, not that we need to go down that road, but Bruce Arians has been very intentional about, like, being public about how he's made staffing decisions over the last couple years. So, like, when he says those things, it's not like that's coming out of nowhere. He's been saying this for years. And, like, I feel like what he says makes sense when he's like, hey, you know, I thought, oh, you know what, I have one more year. Yeah. And I just don't see Arians as the kind of guy to back down from Brady either. You know what I mean? He, like, he seems like less like, so, of a – I don't want to have to put an explicit tag on this right. episode. So he's seems like a better individual that, but on the same vein as Urban Meyer. Yeah. I would agree. In terms like, of like – The stubbornness as a coach. Right. Like but also thing? like him talking about stepping away for personal or health-related reasons. Yeah. And just the way that he manages his team. It's overwhelming for someone to have that much stress and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of shoulder the load at all times. And so I feel like – I mean, Arians is, has a bristly personality. Oh, He's absolutely. not. I wouldn't. I don't know that people consider him a coach's or a player's coach. No, I don't. But think he gets they would. the job done. He's successful, and his players do end up liking him. But I don't say think he's to the point where people are like he's warm and fuzzy and and this cuddly guy at practice. Well, he, right. I mean, he said I think at his end of you know the transitional press conference that he's. I mean, he literally says he's cussed out everyone on this team, including Tom Brady. You gotta be kidding me! What is going on with that controller? Maybe it's so, a controller. What will I say? It's that. Do you think it needs batteries? Or no, you said no, it, you checked, no. It was still good. Yeah, it said it was like at half. Maybe it's like a loose connection or something. That's what we can say if we lose. Oh, the controller had a loose connection. I think you're going to be on defense I, again. I right? should be, right. All right, defense first. Let's get a stop here. Get a stop. Get a stop. So I, I don't know what else to make about about Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers. It, it came as a shock to me. I wasn't like, yeah, I know we discussed about how he's always like the possibility of him stepping away is always there, but this, it, why did this not happen closer to the, you know, the end of the season? Right. Why did this happen weeks into free agency? Right. Now there's no other staff upheaval because their replacement was in house. And apparently this was kind of like set up maybe a year or two ago. Right. That well, they and were I kind know, of grooming Todd Bowles to take over. I know he said, and again, some of this comes like, do you take him at his word? And oh my gosh, um, that like, look, he wanted to hand it over to Todd, but when Tom ste- when Tom retired, he's like, oh man, I don't want to set him up 
you know, with that hole. And because we talked about it in free agency, like how it was a key that when Tom Brady came back, like all those free agents wanted to sign, not all of them, but many of them wanted to play in in Tampa again. Whereas it, if Tom stayed retired, a lot of those guys weren't coming back, you right. know? So, like, it, the team would look incredibly different next year if Tom Brady wasn't back. Well, when he was b- coming back, then he's like, oh, well, maybe this is the team to hand over. Now, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether to believe that or not, but I feel like people just – a lot of the arguments I heard that were playing up the, oh, Brady forced them out, were really, like, just ignoring the fact that, like, that Arians or anyone could do something – for someone else just because. You know right. what I mean? Like and I'm like, but I feel like a big part of it is what does Arians have to prove anymore? Right. Exactly. You know, that that he's going to prove this year. He's you know, now like, taking his teams right. to two Super Bowls, right? Was he the coach in Arizona when they went to the Super Bowl? No. No. He, he was wasn't. later. He got yeah. them to did he get them to an NFC he championship? He was out game? there, but they never had a quarterback. It was always he had they had Kurt Warner, I thought, and then they had um I'm th- trying to think. That was Wizenhunt that took Arizona. Yes, to yes. The- but then they had uh, they had Carson Palmer at the end. Like you know, they were always searching for they were always searching for the running or the quarterback out there when he right. was there. Right. Um, yeah. Like I don't know. I I don't. But I could see like in my mind, like we just said, how like bristly like he can be. Can you? picture a scenario where Arians would be like, yeah, bring Brady back. Shoot. Bring Brady back, but I'm not going to... <sighs> well... Like, you're going to have to fire me as the coach. Like, you know, like... I I, I think he would have made him fire him. Right. Like, I... No pressure. No, no pressure at all. Yeah. Also, what we needed our first game going into double overtime, <laughs> hoping for triple overtime. Throw the ball! Are you kidding me? Throw it, hitting the button. Cool. Well, that's just fine and dandy. <laughs> <sighs> Things just keep getting better and better. Oh, good. We just... (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So, my dad wanted us to talk about the NFL announcing the overtime change rule for the playoffs. So, that was something else we can touch on here as we lag behind and now have lost two games in a row and are going to drop out of the top 25. Oh, yeah. I do work... Like, I understand where they're coming from with the new rule. I didn't... I don't like having two different rules for the playoffs and the regular season. I just like just do one thing. I know that's a, that's the case in hockey too. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, how do you feel in hockey about it? I don't like the shoot. Like the sh- I hate the shootout. That's not like the same thing in soccer. Right. I don't. Right. You don't end anything in a shootout. What does that just prove? It's one on one. This is a team sport. Right. Well, how about this is really getting sidetracked. But how about that shootout that determines oh, who the, goes to the World Cup? Yeah, and Mohamed Salah is there. And the green lasers are all over his face. Like, oh my gosh. 
Like what a joke that is, but that's a whole different topic. But so now are we now out of the running possibly for a conference championship? Possibly. Because there's two conference losses. Yeah. Oh, that's not good either. Man. We've lost to some of those big teams, but we've been really good in the conference for the most part. Yeah, we had that really bad game against Marshall. Do you remember? Yes. That, yeah, that was they, a conference they smoked game. Us. They smoked That was the first year, though, right? We yeah. started 0-3, and we finished the season 7-6. and Yeah. Now, this one, we started 7-0, and and now we've lost two in a row. And beat Georgia. We beat that Georgia was... at Georgia and came back from a 14-point deficit to do it. We're really hurting Georgia's BCS ranking. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the overtime rule was tweaked, and I don't know spe- specifics. I just know that the overtime in the playoffs guarantees both teams a possession. The only way for the first team to end the game is to score and get a two-point conversion, I no, believe. No, no, oh, that was can't? what the Titans wanted. Oh, that's what they wanted? That's oh, what the geez. Titans wanted. Um, but no, like no matter what, the second team gets a possession now. And then and s- somebody said, so what is dumb, though, is that it doesn't actually change it. All it does is delay right. sudden death. <laughs> like, um, It's sudden victory, Justin. You can't say oh, sudden yeah, death. Oh, yeah, sorry. I kind of like, and this has grown on me, the one where like you can pick to spot the ball or possession. So, like, so for example, like I could say, all right, put the ball at the one-yard line. And then you, it would be your choice, though. Then you'd be like, all right, I want the ball. You know, like, right. And so you would get the ball going in at the one yard, like, you know, so you, obviously you're not going to pick the one yard, but like it becomes one of those scenarios where, man, the math would have to really like play that out and right. see what you're, and for different teams, it's going to be different things. Like, it's just intriguing to me. I don't know that that's the best, but like, it's just an intriguing option to me. I, I just want like, them to play another 10 or 12 minute quarter. So here's the thing that somebody said this week, and I was like, you know what, this is kind of it. Somebody's like, what you need to do is get over the idea that uh, the NFL. All right, we're playing at Rice. That the NFL they... at all cares about oh, maintaining, maintaining football. This is an entertainment business, and they're going for the best. They're going to design the rules for the best entertainment. And I was like, as much as I hate that, like I feel like that's actually accurate. <laughs> like, um, like I feel like, and <sighs> I don't this, know. This this wouldn't be the first rule that's that. You know, like. You know, I would honestly, I would rather them try some of these weird overtime rules in the regular season and in the postseason do kind of like the NHL does. Right. You just play until there's a winner. This would be all the more reason for like the, is the, who's the NFL like trying to work with to set up and try, is it the USFL, the USFL, like where they can try some of these things, try some of it there. Like Rice is 0 and 9, Justin. If we don't lose, we just reboot the game, right? That's if we lose, yeah. You said if we don't lose. Oh, never mind. It's like <laughs> if we lose, yeah. Um, oh, right. We only dropped the twenty-two, though. I guess wow. people like that we took the number five team in the country to double overtime. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take uh, it. But I, I just, to me, the NFL should go to a structure where you play. One 12 minute quarter. If you're still tied, you play a 10 minute quarter. If you're still tied, you play a seven minute quarter. And then you can go to five minute quarters for all I care. Like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily guarantee someone will get a possession, but by then you're in a fourth overtime. Right. Like, every team has had an opportunity. Right. I, I did. So see. here we are. We're still second. And, but we need FIU to lose a game because we still play them. So okay. we need FIU to lose. Okay. In, in the East to have a chance yeah. to go. Yeah. 
to the championship game because I assume if we if FI loses and then we beat them, would we get the tiebreaker on head to head? Probably would. I don't know though. Well, I mean, at this point, both their losses would probably be in the conference, so it would probably still matter. I, who knows? Who knows? All right, won the coin toss, so you're going to be up. All right. I thought for sure you were going to kick, pick, receive, then just because I got up already. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. So I, I don't know if you're if you're listening live. I don't know. Uh, my dad was listening. I'd like to know what he. Uh, what he thinks about the new overtime rule or what he would like to see happen with the overtime rule. Honestly, at this point, I don't care because my Dolphins are never in a game that matters. By the so, way, if if the Bills don't let the Chiefs go the length of the field in 11 seconds, it doesn't matter. Like, they, they, the rule doesn't well, change I have, Like, year. Yeah, I, I have no... I, like, I don't care about Buffalo at all. It doesn't make Catch the ball. heads or tails to me... That this has been enacted after that game. I mean, it was Kansas City a few years ago that I asked for them to change the rule to, right. to to something different, so that each team got the opportunity to have the ball in overtime. I I don't know. I I, I didn't hate that if you scored a touchdown, the game was over. I thought that was it's better than you get the ball and you can just kick a field goal to win. That's that's terrible. Right. And I kind of like the Titans' idea of like, look, if you want to end it. Go for two. Right. Like you if you score. give up a touchdown and a two point conversion, game over. Like, but then people are still gonna be like, oh well, you know, like Josh Allen didn't get the ball, you know, and I don't care about Josh Allen. <laughs> it means nothing to me. Oh. Now we have an entire game left to play, and we've run through our topics here, Justin. Yeah. So we're going to have to reach deep. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. We don't need to break down all the groups, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. USA men's national team qualified for the World Cup for the first time in a long time. They missed one cycle back in, what, 2018, right? I think they missed the last two. No, they played in 2014. I know they they played in 2014. Okay, okay. Because there was actually hope that we would be good. You're right. And I don't think that ended up happening. Um. Because we got in a terrible group. Terrible draw. Right? Whereas this time, we got a fairly favorable well, draw. Well, we don't even know who the fourth team is at no, the moment. No, we don't. It's a play-in um, team, right? That's, right. Is what it's it boils a European down to. Like, playoff for it. And I, it's going to be... Um, I, I don't know. I, I know England is in and we are in. I forget who the third team is. It's, I think it's like Iran. It is Iran. And then... It could be Ukraine. Someone, someone said they're going to nickname it like the geopolitical oh. grouping. Like, because, oh boy. Um, or I think it could be. I think it could be Wales or something like that. Ah, okay, like, well, that'd be interesting um, with uh, England in our in our group. Right, right. So, oh, and we play. I love this timing. We like the game. The first game is going to be the Friday of Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I saw so that. We play That's... England most likely. I think that that weekend. Um. That's really cool. It's too bad this wasn't a, a summer World Cup like they usually are. So play that we of July. play on the 4th of July. How amazing would that have been? Only thing that would have been made it better if it was in England or the United States. Oh, my gosh. But uh, the United States hosts or is a co-host of the next one, correct? Yes. In 2026 yes. because yes. that's also the – can you even say what – 250th anniversary is what I'm going to call it because it's like sesquis – I'm not even going to try. 
Yeah, I, dude, I can't say. I don't but even Philadelphia know is trying to host a whole bunch of things, not yes. just possibly World Cup pl- yes. games, but the Major League Baseball All-Star game. Right. Um, I think actually <laughs> multiple All-Star games. I think they're going to they, uh, put in for all of the All-Star games that year. Right. I, now, they may not get them all, but they're going to put in for all of them. Baseball, hockey, and basketball. Because we know the NFL is not going to play in Philadelphia in February. And they should. Like, they wouldn't play a Super Bowl in New York in February, right? Or Detroit <laughs> or Minneapolis. Hey, Minneapolis, that one worked out great. <laughs> I'm not talking about on-the-field results, Justin. Oh. oh. Uh, but, yeah, so World Cup isn't until November. Right, because and it's And the in, championship's on my birthday, it's in, actually. Because it's December. in Qatar and, like, it'll be 120 degrees and so they can't play in the summer. That's why it's in the fall. Hey, this is a sport fall. of endurance. Now we're going to find out uh, who who has that endurance. Yeah. Hey, I caught the ball. Didn't get the first down, though. Fourth and two. Should I go? We're in our territory. Do it. We're eight and two. We're on the 28. Can you get it? If you can get it, do it. get it. Yeah, we're going to go for it. Oh my god, he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Welp. <laughs> that may have been a mistake. <laughs> um so, oh, why don't we go back to NFL and do one of our quarterback ranking things okay. again. Yeah, yeah. Or we could do the rival. We started that rivalry discussion. We did start last the rivalry week. discussion. Where were we on that? We were still. Were we still at west, or we got to I the north? Th- I thought we got to the north, but I don't. All right. Well, so we did AFC, or excuse me, we did the AFC and NFC West. I th- and we did NFC South, I think. But so were we on the AFC South, or we, did we finish that? Dude, I don't know that we finished that because I think we got really frustrated because yeah, we were losing. Yeah, we got sidetracked because of losing the game. So Colts, Jaguars, um, Texans, and Titans. It's, I'm gonna, it's a weird one so, to me because Houston's yeah. so new and the Titans used to be the Oilers. Right. So oh. Colts, Titans, Jaguars, Texans. I right now in recency, I've, I'd ha- go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, I feel like recency says Indianapolis, Tennessee, That's and what Jacksonville, I was gonna say. and Houston. Yes. Yes. And not, not, none of them really appealed to me uh, at all in long term or anything like that. So, uh, my, my decision to go for it on fourth down <laughs> in our territory does not look good against a team that is 0 and 9. Like, they don't even sell out their end zone seats. Oh boy! If we can't lose this game, <laughs> we might get fired if we lose. This <laughs> well, game. what if we did? Can you get fired in this game? <laughs> I don't know. In the middle of the year, too, like they <laughs> oh might not gosh. renew our contract. <laughs> Can you imagine if it just locked down the game? Wouldn't let you play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like buy it again to unlock it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So. I mean, I don't really have much to say about the no. NFC South. Yeah. They are what they are. Like, right. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. So let's right. do NFC North. Oh, they, I think we did get to the NFC South because I think the NFC yeah. North, we were like, this is a tough one because yes. everyone could yes. be considered a rival. Right. So I think I'm going to go with the Bears and the Packers. Yeah, we did because I said I'm going with the Bears and the Packers. Right. You said Packers, Bears, which leaves Detroit, Minnesota. Right. And I, don't, which, I don't disagree with that. I right. think that's a... 
that that's very reasonable. Right. It becomes interesting there because by like the self-established thing where we're like a rival has to be where both teams say the same thing. I don't know that like all the pa- I feel like for Packers fans it's going to depend on where you live. You know right. what I mean? Like if you live closer to Minnesota like true then I feel like you may say the Vikings where but if you live in like Milwaukee and close to Chicago I feel like you're going to say the Bears like um the fact that the Lions can be rivals with anyone is just amazing cuz they're, they're just terrible they've been so irrelevant often. most of right. their existence they at least are, over the last but I am 40, full, I am fully on board that they should always be playing that early game on Thanksgiving Oh me like, too all the talk of like well they should change it no no they should not no, I, it I don't. It should be them in the that early game and Dallas in that second game, and then give right, me they a good added matchup. that late game. Give me a for great this matchup, exact the, right? Give me a great matchup in that last game, and it doesn't have to be like two like crazy good teams. Just give me an entertaining matchup in that last game. Like that's all, you know. Um, yeah. So, um, that's what I'm going with there. All right, AFC North. I'm going Steelers-Ravens. So, Steelers-Ravens, Browns-Bengals. Yeah. I, I know there will probably be a lot of Steelers fans that would say Browns, but I feel See, like I over feel the like, last I feel like there would be 10, more 15 Brown, years. Right. Right. Well, because Baltimore was and, were and, the Browns. Right, and, and Baltimore has been successful. I know that sounds terrible, but like Baltimore's been successful. Like The Browns haven't been. Like I feel like Browns fans would say the Steelers, but in reality, the Steelers are going to say the Ravens, I, and the Ravens would say the Steelers. In in my opinion, here here's here's an interesting one though. I I feel like you could make a, a nice argument of Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, Baltimore. Yes, yes, just because you, you of the history. Could. Right. Yeah. If you. Yes, I would go with that. Especially. I mean, I'm not saying that those are my choices. I just think right. you could hear a good argument about about those as the rivalries. Absolutely. But I do agree. I think, in, at least in terms as an outsider and not a lifelong Steelers or Ravens fan, right? My, because of the current competitiveness between the programs, right. I would. I would. That's how I would lean. I just remember, like when I was in college, man, those Ravens Steelers games—they were like events, man. Like everything stopped. Everybody wanted to watch, and it was. And we've talked about this. That was one of those games where, like. You felt sore watching the game. You know, like, they would just line up and beat each other so bad. Like, not dirty, just hard football. Over and over. Pounding. It was so much fun to watch. And, like, I I don't – even when one of those teams isn't bad, I feel like those games often are that style. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Or, sorry, when one of those teams is bad. Like, I feel like that style still brings it into those games. And I just – Whereas I feel like most of the time, and I say this having been texting my buddy from Cleveland, giving him crap because the Sixers beat the Cavs today after he ran, he trash talked early in the game when Lamar Stevens was on fire. Um, (laughs) But I think they like view Cleveland as more of like a joke. Like, and I'm not saying Cleveland of the last couple years, but like in general, overall, Cleveland's been the joke. Like, um, so yeah, it it that's what I, I would do: Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and then I would do Cincinnati and Cleveland. Yeah, Austin I, asked me that exact question today about oh, that, really? that set of rivalries. Um, yeah. and that's what you told him. Yeah, Cincinnati. I, that's Cleveland. what I said, 
And and Jamie, a Steelers fan, admittedly a Steelers fan, outside what did of Jamie say? She said she said she would pick the Ravens. Uh, she, if I asked her as a Steelers fan who the rival is, she would absolutely say the Steelers or the Steelers and Ravens. All right. Well, all right. Do NFC East. So here we okay. go. This is kind of what started the conversation because we said everyone right. wants to be rivals with Dallas. Right. Oh, are you kidding me. So offensive line, man. I told you our guards are not good. Right. We're seeing that uh, against so, a team that's zero and nine. Yeah. Like just it's let that good. guy like didn't not even touch good. him. Didn't even touch him. Uh, so. How would you go, Dallas, Philadelphia, New York, and Washington? All right, so here we go. I'm kind of split a little bit on this. Jesus, because I feel like I feel like like my gut tells me. Well, I shouldn't say my gut. Like I, I, I know there are like some of the history and stuff. Like would tell me maybe it's the Giants would be the Eagles' biggest rival. However. For me personally, I feel like it's the Cowboys, and I and I answer it that way because of this. Like, I look at it as there is not a scenario where I would root for the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Like, meaning they're in the Super Bowl already, right? I was rooting for the Giants because I didn't want the Patriots to win and Brady to win when they when that happened. Does that make sense? Twice. <laughs> so like. But, like, I would have rooted for Brady and the Patriots over the Cowboys. Like, I know that sounds blasphemous, but, like, I I would never root for the Cowboys in, in the Super Like, there, there isn't a scenario that I can think of that I would root for the Cowboys over anyone. You know what I mean? And so right. because of that being my answer, that's why I – for me, I would say it's the Cowboys. But, yeah. but I run into the issue – that I mentioned last week where I don't know that Dallas fans everywhere, like the Dallas fans I know are around here. You know what I mean? So they might say the Eagles, but I don't know that it is the Eagles. You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd be more interested in some of those other things. Um, and, but I feel like Washington and New York is a strong, that would still present a strong rivalry. Um, Right. So for me, I would answer the Cowboys, Eagles, Washington, New York, but I don't know that that is actually correct. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to look this up here. Um, so Cowboys against Eagles, Dallas holds a 72 to 54 lead, 126 times, and that includes four postseason games. Um, so let me see. I just want to get an idea of how many times these teams have played each other. Because that usually plays into it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to see. Oh, of course, this gave me. Uh, Dow, I, I need to go into Washington or. Oh, where are we going? All right, so let's check out. Oh, they didn't update. This still says Washington football team. Um, All right, so Dallas and Washington have played 124 times, with Dallas holding a 75-47-2 overall record. So actually right now Philadelphia would lead in that. Um, 
see where this comes up with against the Giants. The Giants, Dallas and the Giants have played 120 times with Dallas holding a 71-40-70. So Dallas and Philly have actually played more than against each other more than Washington or the Giants have. Well, there we go. Um, yeah. Proximity-wise, I feel like it sh- Philly should pick Washington or the Giants. But then who – one, one, one one's – Dallas is always going to be the long, long distance rival of one of the three. Right, because the other three are always so close. Uh, I guess for some some reason, I want to pair. I want to do what you said at the beginning. I want to pair Washington and Dallas and so the Giants. This sounds and the Eagles. silly because I I can't base it off this, but in the movie Invincible, <laughs> it's it's the Giants and Eagles. You know, like right. that. Like, yes, they don't like. There's rivalries all amongst there, but like that story. It and obviously it's a, a movie, and that's why. Like, I hesitate to be like, oh, in that movie. You know what I mean? But talk about the one with Tony Danza. Uh, oh, the the field, field goal, goal kicking trash. Trash. Game. Yeah, that yeah. one. Is, are the Eagles the rival or the Giants the rival in that Dude, one? I I. It's been a long time since I've. Have seen you that shown? Uh, Austin, any of no, those? No, but I should look it up. It's probably on Disney Plus somewhere. It maybe, might be, maybe not, but I feel like it might be. And see, I guess I also look at it. This is maybe breaking a rule that we didn't even create. But I, Philly, New York is a rivalry in every sport. Where Philly and Dallas isn't. Right. It's only a rivalry in, in football. In football. Well, because in what other sport would Dallas be in the East? Right, right, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess in baseball, uh, it's not Dallas, but the Rangers. But like Atlanta was in the West for a long time. True, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, it's wacky at times. Yeah, it still continues so, to be. So, wacky. all right, here we go. Etch it in stone forever and ever until the next time we do the discussion. Um, I'm going with Dallas and the Eagles, and I. The that, and that, uh, these are all perfectly acceptable because I think like the NFC East is kind of like the NFC North. Like, I think you could pair any of those teams. Together. Right, I I agree because like I feel like you could you could pair up the Giants and Cowboys and the Eagles in Washington. Absolutely, like, yeah, I feel like that would absolutely fit too. So, but I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go the what we had initially discussed. I'm okay. gonna say Philadelphia, New York, and Dallas, okay. Washington. That works. That works. So I think it's all good. Yeah. I think they, they're all like all those right. are all rivalry games to now, me. So now, now we finish with my division, the AFC right. East. And I do think this one's tough because I, I you know have what New I'm England, doing Buffalo and New York and then Miami way down way down in Florida. But also East. But yeah, still <laughs> East for sure. And and as a Dolphins fan, I feel like all three teams want to pick New England as their rival. Yeah. But again, I, I go to what is it like in other sports and that Boston essentially versus New York is bigger. So I want to say Patriots, Jets, and Bills, Dolphins. Okay. I hadn't thought of the New York versus Boston thing, but that's a solid point. That's a really solid point. I was going to go Buffalo against New England. Um and the Jets in Miami, um, I don't particularly know. Like I, but that idea of the New York versus Boston, that definitely and and to throw it on top of that, like you have the Patriots who reached all that success, and the Jets are the second football team in New York, right? And really, 
second team in New Jersey. But, like, you know what I mean. Because like, <laughs> they arguably are the third team in New York. And um, I, I know over the last 20 years, like, everyone wants to take down New England because of what they were able to do. But growing up, Miami and Buffalo was the rivalry. Yeah. Like the Jets and Patriots were an afterthought by and large right. outside of that right. one run by New England with the early years of Drew Bledsoe when they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl. Miami Buffalo, like the early to mid Marino years, Marino versus Kelly was it. Like that was the huge that was huge in the late eighties and through the mid nineties. It was it was Miami Buffalo. And Despite New England's success recently, I still hold on to, I think it's Miami Buffalo. And I would love if my uncle, I don't think he's listening live, but I would love to hear what who he thinks New England's rival is. Right. Yeah, I, I would love to have the other perspective. And and honestly, for some of these, like, that's what it comes down to. You know, like, and we know some of those, but also, like, like our talk about, like what I brought up with, like, Cowboys fans, for example. Like, I know your dad is a Cowboys fan. I don't know why it's doing that. So my dad actually texted me. But like it. at the same time, like I he's still he's a Cowboys fan here, you know. So like right. I, I, I yeah, I would really be interested to see what he says because if he doesn't say the Eagles, that would go against what I would be saying there, I guess. Uh so my dad said he said when he was younger it was uh Cowboys Redskins was the rivalry. Like when he was growing up, um, you know back in the the sixties and seventies it was Dallas Washington. Okay. To, to him. So, and I said, and now, so we'll see what he says, but I do think it's tough with him living in this area. Um, so Miami versus Buffalo, they've played 116 times, including four in the postseason. and Miami leads 61, 54 and one. So let's see Miami versus New York jets. Um, Dolphins and Jets have played 113 times just once in the postseason, and Miami leads that one 57 to 55 to one. So that one's a little bit closer. And finally, the hated New England Patriots, Miami against the Patriots. They've also played 113 times, three times in the postseason, and Miami holds a lead of 59 to 54. So much like your Eagles. Or excuse me, much like my dad's Cowboys have a lead against all their divisional rivals in historical matchups, the Dolphins have leads against all of their divisional rivals as well. Although the one against New England, I'm sure, has shrunk over the last 20 years, whereas they've been able to maintain a pretty healthy distance between themselves and the Bills, surprisingly. But yeah, growing up, I just remember Miami Buffalo being that was the game, and you know Buffalo went to the Super Bowl four times in a row. Yeah, and I always remind them that they didn't win any of them. But I, I've never seen. I cannot recall Miami being in the Super Bowl, although they technically were while I was alive. I was also, I think, like a month old. So, I think it's going to be hard. Uh, my dad does say now Philadelphia and Dallas. He he likes kicking their butt. That's what he said. That's all right. Whenever you're wrecking he, stuff, I, maybe. Oh, gosh. oh God! You're knocking it all over. I mean, if your dad needs, does he have to call you over to set up the VCR to watch those Cowboys highlight tapes? Or? Oh my gosh! <laughs> now oh, I'm waiting to hear that response. That'll be a good one. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I think your New York, Boston, or New England thing, like really 
really kind of probably pulls me in that favor if I'd have to go there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I like that discussion. Yeah, it's fun. I do remember about a year or a little over a year ago, we did our own reorganization of the NFL. Yes, I just saw that pop yeah, up in one of my memories. That was I fun. I think it was two years ago. Was I think it two that was years a remote ago? show. I think that was a remote show that okay. we did. That was fun, and there wasn't much tweaking that I would do looking back on it, but I believe actually our friend Adam mentioned one swap, and I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But otherwise, I thought it was nice, and it it is very much related to this rivalry talk we're having because there were some that just you had to separate. Like, Dallas doesn't belong in the East. No. It makes no sense for that to happen. No. Because these rivalries – these divisions should be more geographical. Now it's a lot easier and in know, modern times. I know they don't want to actually do that, but like I think it would be awesome to have not just the same like teams in the same city in the same like conference, but in the same division. Right. You know, like the Rams and Chargers in the same division, the Jets and Giants in the same division. Didn't like, we have Philadelphia, Washington, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like how that, that's my nightmare, actually. Like I having to go against not only your wife's team but also your mom's team. Yes, and then also friends from college. Like, oh my gosh, the trash talk would be nonstop. The friendships would be stopped. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. They'd just be ships. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I got that. All right, so here we go. Baseball starts this week. Yay! Yeah, yeah the Phillies debut on Friday or Thursday? They, they are on Friday. Opening day is Thursday or Friday, uh, depending on... I wasn't sure if they were like there Thursday and then off Friday and then nope. they play Saturday. This is not one of those truly weird, like, where it's set up because this was supposed to be week two. Right, <laughs> Like, yeah. they're supposed to start this past week. So they just take... Did they bump... They didn't bump it those back? Games, did they reschedule those right, games? They are going to reschedule those games, or they have been rescheduled. Okay. Um, so the Phillies start with interleague play, though. Yeah, against Oakland, who is who's selling off everyone. That needs to be the Phillies need to get off to a hot start. They absolutely need two to win out of two three. of those three. And honestly, three out of three wouldn't be bad. But I, I, knowing how the pitching is for the Phillies right now, two out of three will take. <laughs> right. Um, Nola looked good today. Good. The bats look alive in spring training. When do we think we're going to see Wheeler at full strength? Um, I honestly would say. May? I would say don't rush him. Um, yeah, I would kind of – I would maybe set May when it's warmer. That's when I would try and get him out there. Um, try and, hold, you know, hold your own until then. But we'll see. Um, it's going to be – man, I, I feel like they should be fun to watch this year. They might be infuriating to watch because they might lose a lot of eight to seven games or something like that. But I feel like they, they could be scoring a bunch. Nice. I got the first. No more timeouts. So, yeah, the Phillies are talented on offense, but they're iffy right. at pitching and below average, if not really bad defensively, right. at least based on past season metrics. Right. We know a lot can change. Just baseball's fluky. I feel like baseball is one of the flukiest sports right. out right. there. It's just a lot of crazy things can happen. So, and I'm hoping that happens with the Phillies in a good way this year. Where, like, if you had to put 
What, what's your win total prediction for the Phillies? So last the last few years they've been hovering around right around 500 or just below, I believe, yes. like mid mid to high 70s, low 80s. I know last year, a couple of years ago, they were 80 and 82, which I believe I pegged them at before the season began. That's pretty amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I got I got retweeted. I didn't even I was like, why is this account retweeting me? It was one of the one of the Philly fan accounts. It was I think it was the guy who every so often like t- live tweets the 2008 season, like game oh, by yes, game, yes, just yes, to like yes. relive it every every year. And he did like a preseason poll. Of where the Phillies going to end this year? I feel like this was—I don't. This wasn't a Harper year. I think this was the maybe the year before we got Harper. Year before so Harper, I feel yeah. like this was uh, eighteen, maybe twenty eighteen. And I said eighty and eighty two, and that's and he retweeted me at the end of the season. And I was like, oh, and I, me and like two other people had correctly predicted what the Phillies would finish at. So I know my dad will be like, "You guys are hopeless optimistic. You're homers," but I think. We're looking at, I would love to say 90 or low 90s, but I'm going to try to. Uh, oh my gosh, that guy's just throwing <laughs> be me a off. little conservative and say, I'm going to say, what What would that be? 87 and 75? Okay. Is that, is that right? Did I do yeah. my math right yep, there? Yep. So that's where I'm going to say, I'm going to have the Phillies at high 80 win total. Um, I, for, my dad responded to, I'm guessing something you said, and he said, aren't you funny with the angry face and a couple It was probably the VCR joke. Some hand gestures, yeah. uh, we'll say. So, uh, yeah, I'll say 87 and 75. So, okay. what uh, what do you think? Uh, I, this may be the first time in the history of the show that this has happened. I'm My win total is probably going to be lower than yours. Um, really? I'm yeah, because you're not, usually... I'm usually so they were more 82, opt- Just for <laughs> reference, they were 82 and 80 last year. Yes. So I'm saying a five-game improvement. Right. I'm going to peg them at 85 and 77. Okay, so but you I have think a three-game I think that's going to be good enough to make the playoffs. With the expanded playoff field. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I hope so. Postseason baseball in Philly can be a lot of fun. And I know generally when you get to the postseason, it's about pitching and defense. So... Uh, I know there was a lot of advanced stats posts. I don't know if you read the the Philly section on the athletic, but that was um, something that they talked about. I actually don't even think it was Matt Gill or the Phillies writers. I think it was baseball national writers about uh, like prolific offenses versus poor fielding teams. And the Phillies would be one of just a, you know, maybe a handful of teams to make the playoffs. If the metrics would hold into this year. Right. Um, so I don't know. They got a bucket trend, you know. These they threw it short of the first down. This on, game is so realistic, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did see some of that stuff where they were just talking about how this. Um, but like, they also mentioned that like this Phillies team is like so into that that like it's almost like you haven't seen this before. You know, like you, you have, but um, Phillies are all in on it, and hey. Well, it's been a long time since – I mean, I know we complain about the pitching, but the Phillies starting pitching hasn't been that bad. We've had an inconsistent offense. Yeah, the offense was terrible last year. Other than Harper. Right, right. So that should and be better this year. We should see an increase in offensive productivity from the team Real was, Muto the team and Hoskins because of Schwarber and Castellanos. The team was terrible defensively last year. I honestly don't feel like we're worse defensively this year. And we're we should be a lot better offensively. 
So, right. It's just can Wheeler get healthy and pitch like he did last year where he yeah, could have won the Cy Young. We should have. But can Noah not pitch as terrible as last year? Right, yeah. So if Noah's uh, like significantly better and Wheeler is almost as good, I think that's it. I think that's three more wins, you know, for this team. Like, so, I, I think that's three more wins. But then I think that's w- coupled them with the offensive increases. I, that's why yeah. I went with and, five and, and more that, wins. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't I know. We'll see. see. It, People I'm, like, I'm oh, excited. They don't have a great bullpen. They didn't have a great. They had like thirty some blown saves last year. Oh yeah, thirty they, some blown but saves. That didn't we say that weeks ago when we were talking about during the lockout? Right. Like, if the Phillies bullpen just gets slightly better and is just right. slightly below right. average. Now, is that going to get them to the World Series? Probably not. But like, is that couldn't that make the playoffs? Yes. And like, hey, you got to start somewhere. So, right. You know, it's hard sometimes to fix all your problems in one year. So dress them. You've got so you've got a lot of your key guys locked up through 2025. Um and then you can start addressing it. I'm glad they didn't trade away like they have one of the worst farm systems in all of baseball right now because they've just so depleted and Matt Gelb and crew ran it into the ground, not Matt Gelb. Uh Clentac. Clentac ran it into the ground. And so I'm glad they didn't make the trade for the guy from the A's, the first baseman. Who because, went to the Atlanta? Right, because they Ch- would have had no, to give up Chapman. at least their f- top three prospects for him. Like, right. no thank you. Like, we only have a few good prospects. You can't give them all up. No, you can't. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad that we're on that path. I think we're heading in the right direction. Also, making those signings of Schwarber and Castellanos, I think, helps keep Harper happy, and he's the MVP. So, keep him happy. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, why would you not want to keep him happy? He was your best. He was the best player in, in the league last right. year. Right. Him and and Shohei, which is great. Like that's awesome. Yeah, give me that's such a fun storyline. Baseball loves, needed Austin that. Austin loves Shohei Otani, and I love that he loves Shohei because, like, man, I, I want the Angels to be good so bad because I like Mike Trout and I like. Shohei right. Otani and I, I and they're watch in the them. AL, so right. it doesn't matter. Right. I want to watch them. I want to watch them play. Yeah. So yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm right there with you. So hey, Angels Phillies World Series, book it. You heard it here first. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, cool. Two two late stage careers or retirement. Uh, Pujols back with the Cardinals. Yeah. I don't know. Is he, he needs, is like he a needs, he needs 21 home runs to get to 700. Okay. That I don't know be, that he'll that, play enough to get there. Yeah, but. he would need 400 some at bats to get there on last year's pace of home runs. I don't know that. Is that's he? I don't. Happen. Will he even make the team out of camp? I don't know. I mean, oh, he will. He will, especially with the fact that they can that there's universal DH now. That's true. That's yeah. True. He will. He'll um, make it. And also, just to end on the NFL note, Frank Gore signing with the 49ers to finally yeah. retire. Yeah, one day uh, contract, which is actually what the second shortest like time that Frank Gore will have been with the team, considering he was with the Eagles. By rumor, only for like twelve hours a few years ago. Oh, Remember really? That? Yeah, <laughs> like he was supposedly coming to the Eagles, and then he went to the Colts instead. Well, he's played with a bunch of teams. Uh, he's always um, talked about as a stand-up guy, uh, yes. real workhorse, uh, underrated throughout his career. People, I think, were shocked that he played as well as he did and the longevity he had because of the gruesome knee injuries he had at yes. Miami. Yes. Uh, it's crazy to think that he was he was still in the league that's long. I mean, he, how long was he in? Seven like seventeen years. I think it's seventeen for years. for a running back. It's absurd. And the way that he the bruising style he had. I mean, oh, and he had those, to him. and he had those career altering style injuries in college. In college, right? right. Yeah. 
really, really yeah, crazy amazing. to think about. But um, yeah, so he, I think he played for every AFC East team except the Patriots, which so I thank him for that. He played for the Colts, so now he's going back to San Francisco to retire. So good for him. Yep. So I think that's we're gonna wrap it up here, Justin. We're gonna play week. Week 13, which right. will be our 11th game against North Texas. Oh, and they are 10-1 and one and ranked 14th. All right, well, there we go. So that means three straight – well, no. Rice was terrible. So um, we had a, a couple straight games against ranked opponents, uh, but we, we lost to um, UTSA last week, who was unranked. But, hey, um, our conference uh, – Teams are, are ranked, though, so this is good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we fell short in double overtime to UTEP, but now we get to play North Texas, and I believe FIU will probably be ranked when we play them. So, yeah, good stuff. But we're going to uh, wrap it up here. You want me to just hit random buttons here? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, you deleted the whole show. I guess we have to do it again. I guess we have to do the entire show over again. Run it back. Justin. Hey, well, we'll take another shot at UTEP then. Okay, oh, yeah, you're right. All right, so um, one and one tonight. Unfortunately, the loss to UTEP, uh, ranked UTEP in double overtime. But again, frustrating. We lost two in a row, but we got back in the wooden column against a terrible Rice team that we had to come from behind to beat. But Justin and I will be back next Sunday, April 10th, to continue the dynasty mode in NCAA football 14 with games 11 and 12. And talking about whatever sports topics are up, we'll put a bow finally on March Madness and who wins between Kansas and North Carolina. We'll have uh, first reactions from the start of Philly season and, of course, any NFL offseason news as we have been doing the last few weeks. But this has been fun. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, any shout-outs or anything, Justin, before we go? Uh, put no. you on a spot. No. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with anything that we miss next week, but we appreciate everyone tuning in and listening, and hopefully you'll, hopefully you'll join us next week. So for Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff, this was the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, episode 355. We'll see you again real soon. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>